well, most of my thoughts are on uh, this uh, new coalition that I'm real excited about. Uh, have you guys heard about the Bernie Biden Alliance? No. Uh, no. What's up, what's up I've with heard, that? I've heard, I've heard that AOC is going to become a climate czar and <laughs> that um, we're going to descend into a kind of like Snowpiercer-esque climate apocalypse where uh, uh, she just kills all her enemies. And I'm really excited about it. Well, as all of us are diehard Bernie bro loyalists, uh, we have to support Biden now because Bernie does, uh, which, you know, we're cultists. We do whatever Papa Bernie says. Right. There's um, no there's no critical thinking here. Yeah. Uh, I, I got involved with the cult of personality so that I wouldn't have to think. And that's the whole point. Well, it's funny that that's the narrative when the reality is just about every other uh, every every Bernie leftist is ready to take him out in the woods and uh, t- take care of <laughs> take care of Papa Bernie. Yeah, uh, just lend him he, straight up. Yeah, he stopped he stopped making sense. Uh, folks, we gotta, I, think we, we gotta... I think I think we could uh, make a coalition with Biden to push him left. Yeah, that's right, Bernie. We're gonna make a coalition with Biden. We're gonna we're gonna get our way to universal health care. That's right. We could we could, we can push the centrists. We could we could picture the centrists. They 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 will they will come around to our side over time. We could eventually push them. Yeah, we're gonna push them left, Bernie. We we really are. And and also we will defeat Donald Trump, the most dangerous man in America at this time. Yeah, Donald <laughs> is the most dangerous guy. He really is, Bernie. Just 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 think about just think about healthcare, Bernie. Think about you did it. You did it, Bernie. You did it. <laughs> you did, you did it. <laughs> Medicare for all. It. it passed. It just passed in the Senate. <laughs> but Biden's gonna help you with it. I promise, Bernie. You're gonna do it just holding the gun right to the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was for profit health care all along. <laughs> Always like, Bernie, Bernie, come on, come on, get in the car. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to Canada for the drug prices. <laughs> That's where we're headed. That's where we're gonna go, Bernie. <laughs> it's where the other side is. It's Canada. Many months has come and gone since Red I Star wandered Oklahoma, from Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma podcast. Hills where I was born. Yet I keep doing crime. Many a page of life has turned, turned many a lesson I doing have sexism. learned. Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong. We be doing crime. They are revisionists and there are reactionaries. We just can't make it a witness to suit the thing about them. Red Star over Oklahoma. Oklahoma now we're down yonder in the Indian nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation. And there's Oklahoma hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we have whoever on the show. Well, that's not right. We've got uh, Carl Roberts, Stephen Lastman, and uh, special host guest uh, Parker Nelson. And this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about left Oklahoma. This week at National News, we'll be talking about the payroll protection pride of bribery program. Before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news, where we were discussing the Supreme Court's decision in McGirt versus Oklahoma. And then we will finish with an update on COVID in Oklahoma. Uh, before, of course, moving to the read- conservative reading series for the week. So let's jump right on in to national news, folks. Um, so the payroll protection partnership program for peoples of party patrols uh, – has been a program that 
was put out by the government in response to coronavirus to um, give aid to uh, medium-sized companies. Is, is that what um, it stands for? I thought it was just uh, them paying pigeons playing ping pong um, to play musical. I thought it stood for other There's people. There's an M in there, bro. You gotta like, you, you gotta keep with the alliteration. I thought it was, thought it was Carl, you and it's gonna take all of the remaining jobs and <laughs> yeah, Southeast yeah. Asia. I thought it was other people's paychecks. That's what that uh that NWA song is about, right? Um, <laughs> right, exactly. O P P U O M. It stands for publish the P tape. Publish the P tape. <laughs> the tape is silent. Um, I want, I want, I want to publish like just fucking. You know, I want to, I want to finally get off. I want to jerk off to completion once in my life, and that's what I'll, I'll need for it. So I'm, right. I support PPP. You know. So the beauty of all of this is that this is, you know, a program that they instituted that you know is one instituted by Republicans and everyone else, but it's also just like. Uh, the most on its face socialist program you can probably imagine just the government guaranteeing paychecks for businesses that's just yeah that's not what a free market is uh no so so the actual socialist version of that is what they did in europe where they were like instead of giving companies money we're just gonna pay workers their salaries (laughs) directly um which worked (laughs) which is another way to do that yeah which is totally I mean, other way to do Carl, that. it sounds like you don't trust our business leaders to distribute that money accordingly. Yeah, I don't know if I trust no! our business leaders and banks, but <laughs> I, want, I want to hear what Adam learned about it when he researched it to see if they actually uh, well, lived up to their call. Uh, so it turns out that like many socialist programs administered by capitalists, um, this wasn't really a payroll protection program as much as it was an effort to funnel taxpayer money into politicians' pockets, including our large boy, Mark Wayne Mullen and Representative Hearn, as it turns out. So um, we're finally getting some of the uh, data on who received these uh, loans. And now these loans are going to be forgiven, which is basically means it's free money. Um, they're going to be forgiven if the, the if I think it's 80 or 85 or might be 75% of the uh, 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 current staff of whatever company it is are maintained during the length of the program. So, you know, that's that makes it a little, uh, you know, it, 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 it has an incentive that they want people to stay employed and are basically going to pay them. And and like Carl said, rather than giving the money straight to the worker, although, you know, I mean, I'm still living on that 1200. I've only spent about $36 of it. And, uh, uh, you know, rent rents hard because, you know, rents $9 a month and that really hammers into that. But, you know, luckily, yeah, I spent, um, I spent mine on living in my apartment for 18 minutes and that used up. my whole <laughs> Um, and so, um, you know, this ends up looking, um, like a just free for all by the politicians on, um, you know, whether you call it a bribe or not, like, I'm not sure how much it's that, like on one hand, um, like I do know, uh, because I hear a lot of the talk in Democrat circles, like Nancy Pelosi took quite a bit of her husband took quite a bit of money. It's it's and we're gonna it's a, hear it's this a over and over. No it's, I, it's a sign of respect to our nation's <laughs> businesses. Well, uh, d- d- claps cost money, so, guys. 
Yeah. So like, um, there, there, I've, 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 I, I stay around some Democratic Party circles, and there has been a large contingency, including, and, and we're gonna, and I'm, as, as I read some of the articles here, I want to mention you're gonna hear the, the phrase that they, they don't have anything to do with the day to day. That's the, the, the magic phrase that keeps them from being in trouble for all of this. But is, it's a lot. Is it on the same level uh, as kind of like the COVID stocks that everybody just kind of forgot about? Yeah. 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 Yum. Yeah. Same thing. Tasty. Um. I think it's and so I think it's just really really great that our our government was like we need to make sure that this money goes to small businesses so we're going to let banks like Bank of America disperse <laughs> loans. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, like oh, oh, let's, let's let's talk about who gets some of this money here in just a second. But I want to say that like in the democratic circles there has been this idea of like ah oh, no fuck them we're going to get some of that Trump money and fucking blow it on whatever. Um so like there there is a little bit of there there are competing motives here but I'm going to describe this as kind of a bribe system because we're going to talk about, uh, uh, first of all, Representative Hearn um, out of uh, Oklahoma here. And uh, this is going to be a pretty good one. So uh, I'm reading from a Fortune uh, magazine article. Uh, Hearn's Tulsa-based KTAC Corp a management company for several McDonald's restaurants received a million to 2 million. Hearn isn't involved in the day-to-day operations, but that's the magic catch-all phrase because they're about to quote him saying, well, I run this business like the back of my hand and I beat the shit out of everyone who doesn't do my job. But he is happy to share the family business he was happy to share that the family business was able to keep all employees either at their current level of employment, that is to say 13 hours a week, um, or move part-time employees to full-time, which is no one. <laughs> uh, Hearn's chief of staff, Cameron Foster, said, uh, and four businesses owned by fellow representative Mark Wayne Mullen, our large child, our large adult man, uh, he received at least 800 thousand dollars so Hearn received quite a bit more uh you know anywhere between 200,000 and 1.2 million more um but I just want to note like in what we're saying here it's like yeah Bank of America a congressman received money that he paid into the McDonald's corporation (laughs) these aren't small businesses (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, I mean look what do you expect here the McDonald's corporation to bail these people out no it's these are small business owners that own a couple dozen McDonald's and if the government doesn't bail them out there's no institution that will I just don't understand why they didn't plan for a rainy day you know why didn't they plan ahead for that what's up with that you know I did. I totally planned ahead for all of this. And I just would expect business leaders to do the basics and be like, ooh, can we stop? Uh, I'm gonna, you know. Uh, I, I mean, just, that I just, is sort of the, at least for like fast food, that is the sort of Damocles they hang over workers is we'll automate 80% of you if it becomes too expensive to keep you. Yeah, no yeah. one, no one, and, uh, part of why Hearn could keep his McDonald's open is that his like um, uh, labor costs are like 20 bucks a store per day or something. <laughs> With like 20 employees working in the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, he doesn't run the day to day, meaning he doesn't, you know, interact with the people getting minimum wage that he would pay less if he could. So he's just like, all right, I'll peel off a nice little like corner of this to to keep all of my employees at minimum payroll during a pandemic, 
and then have a nice chunk of change to sit on myself. Yeah, yeah. If you think it was taken one to two million to run four McDonald's <laughs> in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, let me tell you something. Hey, those, just, those, those McDonald's are stacked. Those... They are making money, <laughs> let me tell you. Those McDonald's have been making fucking money hand over. They've been packed during the pandemic because that's where everyone goes. There's nowhere else to fucking go. Well, of course he's, you go to he's, McDonald's. He's using that, he's using that $1.2 million to buy new play places and N64s. He's bringing it back to the <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk just a moment about Mr. Mullen. Uh, Representative Mark Wayne Mullen has four firms that received loans worth at least eight hundred thousand dollars total. A spokesperson for the Oklahoma Republican told, and this I'm reading from a uh, this magazine. It's called CQ Roll Call. Um, told CQ Roll Call that Mullen is not involved in the day-to-day operations. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like they say this little magic phrase because they know that if they don't, they'll go to fucking jail. Um, Mullen's wife, however, <laughs> took a salary in excess of $100,000 from Mullen Plumbing, which received a minimum of $350,000. Hey, he built that company uh, from the ground up when his dad died and handed it over to him, Okay. He put blood, sweat, and tears into building that company by being his father's child. I mean, let's be you know, honest. If the, America were to do some sort of universal socialist program, universal basic no-show jobs would probably be pretty high up on the, that list. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a dark joke, but the the, the, the universal no-show jobs are to the Zoomer, <laughs> uh, 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 the, the Zoomer revolution as, like, anyone who wore eyeglasses was to Pol Pot. <laughs> did you inherit your family business and you've never worked a day in your life all right well you're farming rice now gonna send mark wayne mullen to the countryside and not in the way he thinks my my man is not going quail hunting if you know what i mean um the house the House Ethics Committee has previously cited Mullen for his business dealings. In 2018, the panel called on him to pay back $40,000 to his family business after a, a review concluded the money he received was out of compliance with House rules and the committee's recommendations. Uh, I'm going to mention Hearn again. Another, wait, wait, wait. Another uh, Oklahoma, about, about, yeah, yeah, about yeah. that Mark Wayne Mullen shit, he also got in trouble for just have, running ads for multiple years where he was like, I'm your congressman and I do plumbing. I'm the real Joe the plumber. I'm a congressman. That's why I'm good at plumbing. I'm in Congress. That's why you should hire me for plumbing. And they were like, that's literally so illegal. And he was like, nah, nah, bro. It's cool. <laughs> Also, he said, I didn't go to law school. How was that my fault? <laughs> or like, or like, you should vote for me. I'm the plumbing congressman. I, this is not money in my campaign. This is an illegal contribution. <laughs> <laughs> Just flagrant, flagrant, uh, and repeated violations of campaign finance laws, of um, uh, advertising laws. Just. Just my guy out here not understanding his wait, job. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Are you advocating for Citizens United? <laughs> no, that's anti Citizens United. He's no, using, it's not. He's using his company's money so to advertise said, for his. They, yeah, they said that that's speech and that it's only protected by the, that it's protected by the First Amendment, but you could campaign finance law with it. That's what I'm saying is bad. Both. Fuck oh, you. Okay. Go to hell. See, 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 I too <laughs> yeah. uh, am really uh, glad we're exposing Nick Mullen 
uh, for uh, all of his like campaign finance crimes. Um, another Oklahoma rep, Representative Kevin Herm, and his wife Tammy jointly own KTAC Corporation, which owns multiple McDonald's restaurants locations in the Tulsa area. KTAC's PPP loans range from a million to two million. But here is the additional piece of information. Another firm owned by Hearn's wife, Custom Seating, which pre- provides and designs furnitures for restaurants, received $350,000. That, that is such a chud job. Like, like, yeah, I run a boutique restaurant furniture store. Like, fuck off. Go to hell. No, That's her, not only a client, her only client yeah, are no. those four McDonald's. It's like, it's furniture integration. Oh, you do not understand. Oh You're right, Lassie. You are dead right. Carl, how they're, dare they're you? Scamming. Yeah, they're double scamming. Carl, how dare you disparage, like, how difficult it is to, like, uh, be the interior decorator for McDonald's. Okay. I don't. God damn it. Maybe you actually understand. it's a fun. No, she's um, in the atmosphere. Goldies. I need to eat a McChicken. She's just in she's, like. Do you know? Do you know how difficult it is to source the stained glass <laughs> to make the Goldie's lamp covers? <laughs> Those are impossible to fucking source. You have to call fucking stained glass retailers across the fucking United States. It's a full time job. I mean, that's true. Also it does have an aesthetic that you can only get from like. <laughs> Dismantling a 1980s Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's actually uh, she's selling ridiculously overpriced cabinets um, on on the Wayfair website. Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 I was about to say you can't make those jokes on here. We can't. Uh, not only that, but you have to actually ship all of those parts overseas to a sweatshop because it's not the same feel. It actually like has. <laughs> A, it gives it an ambiance if people uh, like other people work on. Well, I mean, I find it interesting that the sun is uh, blue in our uh, <laughs> fictional universe where we don't get sued by Wayfair for accidentally. Very likely a terrible, terrible. I mean, Nayfair. It's Nayfair. It's called Nayfair, uh, and 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 they may or may not have been selling children disguised as cabinets. Uh, the children were in the cabinets. Okay, they still got the cabinets. No, you still get a cabinet. It's the same thing with Nayfair. Fictional universe. Uh, it's the same of, thing with speaking of organizations with similar structures, though. Another big group that got some of that money, uh, the Catholic Church, got <laughs> 1.4 billion dollars in uh, PPP. You know, it's important to me the separation of church and state. <laughs> well, it's it's a one. They don't. They shouldn't have to pay taxes because it's a religious institution. Wait, wait, wait. But it's are, all are, going to condoms. It... We already talked about that. <laughs> God damn it! No, <laughs> no, none of it is. Uh, uh, hey, hey, listener, call your local Catholic church and ask for a rubber. They have to provide you one by law. Carl has $1.2 uh, billion uh, has dollars for it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carl has researched it, and uh, you have to get condoms from your local priest. Do oh, not call free. your local Catholic church. Do not talk to them. They're your enemy. <laughs> They're your opponent. Uh, call them and say that Carl Roberts uh, is in desperate need <laughs> of an exorcism. And Give them his phone number. It is 918-999-6969. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty funny that the Catholic Church got money. The only uh, institution with even more uh, parental backing than McDonald's. With an even more powerful parent organization backing up all of their franchises, and they're still getting 
that government money. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> An organization that has been collecting generational wealth for probably the longest of almost any organization in existence in the world, right? Now. I mean, like, <laughs> like knockoff. Uh, two <laughs> you thought the Pope could pop off two of those 18 rings he's always wearing and sell those for the safe mouth that the government got. The Pope Mobile is a McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> didn't someone, didn't like Ferrari uh, give John Paul an F1 when he was like yeah. 87 years yeah. old? <laughs> Well, that's because they're like, hey, Pape, hey, we got to show uh, the respect, uh, hey, to the, yeah, to the I mean, church, that, you know? That was, an, that was an indulgence, for sure. He was like, I, I, yeah. I, I uh, 97 myself. I, I, maybe, I that's, not, maybe that's nine, what the PDP loans to the church were. That was uh, indulgences for Trump <laughs> and his family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Melania like, was like, um, President Trump, um, yeah. <laughs> President uh, uh, Husband Trump, we need uh, to use... Uh, um, uh, indulgence. I commit the many sin. Uh, my family, they do a uh, Holocaust when a young child back in back in Slovenia. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get a very angry phone call when this goes live for that accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you worry. Can, I'll cut it out cut, and send it. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. We'll um, cut it at the end of uh, the Pope. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. No, I'm wow. Lassie and I are allowed right. to slander the Pope. We've been uh, baptized. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like how progressive he is. I want a return to traditional <laughs> Catholic values. Opus Dei Pope when? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, I think that's a good time to move on to our next. Well, I guess this is this is we actually are doing kind of a, a, a beautiful hybrid of uh, Oklahoma national news because Oklahoma has been in the center of the center of the fucking national stage for the last, I don't know, month. I mean, we really have been kicking shit we actually off have over three here. different sections, Oklahoma uh, news, uh, Indian territory news and national news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna move into Native American territory news. Uh, technically, very technically, uh, uh, the 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 Red Star is actually uh, located uh, uh, one quarter twenty five percent in Native American territory right now. I mean, Let's go technically, all hundred percent is, but <laughs> we don't need to get into that. No. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're working on that, uh, and we won the first battle. So, uh, long-time listeners of the show might remember that we used to talk about a case called Carpenter v. Murphy last year. Um, and this was a case about jurisdictional boundaries relating to a crime um, committed way back, like, I think before any of us were actually born. Um, that, um, that case got last Supreme Court session... Um, was passed over because one Justice Gorsuch was unable to provide a judgment on it. He had been on it when it was at uh, the uh, District Court uh, 10, the 10th Circuit Court in Denver. He had sat on that before being appointed to the Supreme Court. So they punted that and then took up this case, which came off a, uh, this case, McGirt v. Oklahoma, which was an appeal to a previous case that had been tried in the state of Oklahoma for one, Jim C. McGirt. Um, he appealed based on Carpenter v. Murphy, now called Sharps v. Murphy, um, saying that he couldn't have been tried in Oklahoma courts because as a Seminole Nation uh, tribal citizen, 
who committed um, a crime in Muskogee Creek Nation, he his crime fell under the purview of the Major Crimes Act, a law from the early 90s, which says that the federal government is the only organization that has any kind of uh, can try uh, heinous felonies uh, occurring um, on an Indian nation with a tribal member on an Indian nation lands with a tribal member involved. Um, and this case was essentially about did the Muskogee Creek Nation's reservation that had been set up uh, right after the Trail of Tears and then changed after the Civil War to the uh, to a set of borders that are now the Muskogee Creek Nation's reservation. Um, they uh, The court came out and said with Gorsuch able to decide that, yes, in fact, the Muskogee Creek Nation's reservation in eastern Oklahoma, uh, the portion of the great state formerly known as Indian Territory for longer than the other portion of the state formerly known as Indian Territory, um, is now Indian Territory. And this is actually, like, extremely cool, because it turns out that from 1907 until July, what, 9th, 2020, the whole time it's been a reservation, which means that the Muskogee Creek Nation has retained its reservation rights over eastern Oklahoma. That includes most of Tulsa. Um, essentially, all of Tulsa, roughly south of 244, is in Muskogee Creek Nation. Um, and this also raises questions about the five tribes. That's uh, not just Muskogee Creek Nation, but also Cherokee Nation, Choctaw Nation, Chickasaw Nation, and Seminole Nation, and if their reservations are still extant at the moment. Um, this is actually super cool in a very broad sense because it's probably like the first time, uh, maybe since the beginning of America, <laughs> um, where uh, tribes went to the Supreme Court and said, "Hey, you all agreed to this thing," and they were, and, and we were like, uh, "Yes, that's correct. This was agreed to. That's what the law says. <laughs> we're not going." To and let me let me. Let me pop in. Let me pop in right here and just and just tell a, a sh short version of a story I've told on the podcast before. But this this all also goes back to a Supreme Court case decided in the 1800s called Mad Dog, where a uh, South Dakota Sioux um, by the name of Mad Dog killed another South Dakota Sioux on South Dakota Sioux land. And he was uh, 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 tried in tribal court and sentenced to a form of indentured servitude to the family of the victim. And the FBI stepped. Well, is this, this one of sitcoms of like someone's got to be their butler for a month? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, when did Hillary so, Clinton get there? Boom. Um, and so the uh, feds came in and were like, no, we're going to prosecute you under the Major Crimes Act. And they're like, why? This was something that's criminal in um, Indian land. Uh, it was on Indian land between Indians. And the Supreme Court ruled that there couldn't be dual sovereignty and that if the uh, federal agents wanted to exercise their authority under the Major Crimes Act to uh, prosecute someone for a major crime, they could, um, which was a just a huge way of saying that you can't have two sovereigns. You can't have two governments working on the same land. And this is a reversal. They're going to have to deal with that because now this this is this that was essentially what they used to say they wouldn't be respecting these treaties they made and so now we're going to actually have to wrestle with well 
can does that mean that that the tribe can go in and invalidate all of these old convictions uh that they they that that you know they can find does that mean that we need to set up separate tribal courts no, wait 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 that's not actually what it means Adam. um it means well, the, the the decision means that the state of oklahoma under the major crimes act can't um can't try yeah. uh, tribal members that commit crimes on indian land that's that's the point of it so the major crimes act still applies yes. right it's just that the thing there is that um, because the reservation exists in treaty and was not explicitly just established by Congress, the Major Crimes Act is what governs uh, Major Crimes Act crimes in Oklahoma committed by Indians on Indian territory. Um, which is to say that essentially the state of Oklahoma doesn't have a right to charge, uh, you know, like in this in this instance that they're using, Jim C. McGirt was uh, convicted of... Um, uh, se sexual, sexual assault. assault of a minor. Um, yeah, several crimes. It was three or four counts, I believe. Yeah, but I don't remember what they all were, but that's what they were stemming from. Yeah, and so the state of Oklahoma doesn't have jurisdiction to try him for that, so they have to go do. Like he's still guilty. He's still, you know, it's not like oh, the, the uh, not letting him off. They're not letting him off. Um, it's just who gets to try him. Yeah, and so like essentially sentencing is getting moved. And that is what has driven this is that on some issues, federal sentencing is either lighter or does not include the death penalty like it does in Oklahoma. So there's probably about 40 to 50 people in Oklahoma who have been um, who are probably going to go appeal um, their sentences now under this to get out of stuff. There's probably about 500 people, maybe four or 500 people who would be eligible for it, but wouldn't see a benefit in going through the process because there's like either not a meaningful difference or it could actually be more severe what they would get. Um, but this basically uh, takes off the table some options that Oklahoma has that the federal government has, like, for example, execution. Um, right. So if you're a tribal member in eastern but Oklahoma... The sentencing guidelines are also uh, like incredibly different than state sentencing guidelines yeah and they can be laxer sometimes or like you know present more options for um parole I mean, compared, like, compared to the prison state i got to assume a lot of the, the regulations are a lot laxer yeah yeah <laughs> like better in many ways um and then for some of them they're not really different so it's not going to be like a huge fucking change in that sense because the decision was like extremely narrow insofar as it basically said the state of Oklahoma does not have jurisdiction over crimes covered by the major crimes act uh, when a crime would fall under that in Muskogee Creek nation territory. That's literally basically all the decision is right now. Now there's some open stuff about what it means that um, the reservation still exists, right? Um, and this does open the door to new cases going up to the Supreme court to say, Hey, what does that this mean? Like, uh, Indian uh, Indian reservation land with this decision has gone from 55 square eight, uh, square miles in the U.S. to 74 squ uh, million square miles. Um, unquestionably, now the most populous reservation in the U.S. is uh, Muscogee Creek Nations. Now, um, Tulsa is way way more populous by itself than the population of the Navajo Reservation, which is uh, was previously the most populous. Yeah, in the country, the, um, uh, biggest city mm -hmm. on Indian land. Yes, um, and also probably because of this, right? The four other tribes, uh, you know, that we call like the five tribes, um, 
are almost assuredly going to get their uh, have their reservations reinstated as well. Um, and that now means that uh, Eastern Oklahoma is one of the biggest and, again, the most populous. Like 1.8 million Okies, um, uh, you know, native and non-native are now living in reservations in Oklahoma. And this also... Tribes have also wanted to push for this for a while because of the the missing and murdered indigenous woman problem. Um, and there's some feeling that forcing this into the, the kind of crimes committed against Native American women, which are two, two, two times more likely to happen than, uh, you know, crimes against uh, other women in the U.S. Um, Native Americans, like, unquestionably have it the worst, basically, on all fronts, you know, like, most likely to be killed by police, most likely to be sexually assaulted, most likely to be murdered in general, blah, 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 right? All of these terrible things. And now there's some feeling that there might be more recourse for them because uh, the federal government has to take it more seriously. Um, and especially given that unlike other reservations, you know, like Wind River or something, like um, the these reservations are not um, in the middle of nowhere, far away from large areas where essentially like the federal government cannot care about them. Like Tulsa is a large, important city, you know, in the country, right? With a large federal government presence. Um, yeah. Um, and so it can't be like, like those kinds of problems are going to be a lot easier for tribes to so, solve. So There's also the some questions though. about taxation, especially surrounding oil revenue. Um, this most likely will open up basically all of eastern Oklahoma uh, for casinos. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of reporting on that, but as far as I understand it, that actually is pretty possible. Um, there's some questions of title around that that could be interesting, but now people in Broken Arrow are going to get more butthurt about casinos being built near them, um, which is well, good. Yeah, Everybody gonna, wins in that situation. because Much like the new uh, dispensaries, we're just going to start getting casinos in like every single empty strip mall store. Yeah, like that that could happen. Um, maybe also more um, this and, and this stuff hasn't really been reported on, which I think is kind of interesting. No one's talked about how it relates to that, because there's definitely been a real push to kind of be like, hey, this is going to not change stuff a lot. Um, that was an important part of the tribe's uh, arguments in front of the Supreme Court is, yeah, in, in a lot of ways, like this isn't going to fundamentally change things. And that's true, right? Like I grew up in uh, Muskogee Creek Nation's reservation just off Brookside, right? It's not going to affect the house that my parents own um, or, or like that getting passed on to me or my sister whenever they die, if, if they still have it, right? Like that kind of stuff isn't going to change. They're not going to be able to tax, you know, my family or something in a different way than they would. Um, but it just probably means um, they have access to some other things that were more difficult in terms of proving title uh, that you had to do in the past, all of which is good, right? All of this is good. And most importantly, it's a huge moral victory. For Native Americans across the country, right? It's a sign that I mean, I think it's also know, a big maybe... deal that it's getting all of this national attention from like even coastal people who forgot that there are even still Native Americans in the country. Yeah, yeah, which is a huge deal, right? Like, like especially in this moment because we're having this conversation about like, can we stop just having teams be named racial epithets? <laughs> like, well, and as you we, said, can like, we get over that? Having nearly 2 million people makes it a lot easier for these tribal lands to like have some swing with both the state government of Oklahoma and the federal government. Uh, more so than just being kind of the smaller lands that get ignored. Yeah, it's like, you know, Navajo Nation is going through one of the worst, probably the worst COVID outbreak in the country. Navajo Nation is one of the poorest places in the country. It is genuinely like, like the most, like, 
everything like whenever you see some like a person like posting dumbass mission trip photos like that that's the level of of development in navajo nation sometimes and part of that is because it's you know in the middle of nowhere and super easy for the government to ignore uh even though the federal government has responsibilities to them that uh, is a lot nowhere, harder to do uh, in culture sorry, have you heard of the four corners <laughs> having been to the four corners uh yes middle of nowhere um easy and and like i'm not saying i endorse that it's just like you know that is different than here and it also sets up a a, a good precedent for hey you know, treaty rights do have to be respected, right? Like you do have to go through the process of getting rid of them and only Congress can do that. And there's not going to be any real will from Congress to do that as long as uh, Dems control one of the houses, right? Not because Dems support tribal rights or believe in them or anything, but just because they hate bad PR. Um, And that's good. I mean, that's, that's really good for tribes. And hopefully, you know, this this could have more far-reaching effects too in that other tribal rights start getting respected, right? Like, you know, the federal government is legally required to provide tribes with healthcare. All tribes, all tribal members with healthcare for free. Um, that's they, that's they super underfunded. the sovereignty of all the, the land they're building those pipelines across one of these states. Yeah. Um, which which Maybe. is also starting to happen. Like, uh, DAPL yeah. has been canceled. Keystone XL yeah, has yeah, been canceled. Like, there has been some like very very solid progress on that. Yeah, and and you know, but you know, there there's still progress, and there's progress to be celebrated. And you know, land back twenty twenty is off to a good start, guys. Uh, this is really fucking cool. Um, hell yeah, let's go. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Chief, uh, Ju- Supreme Court Justice Gorsuch for um, <laughs> actually understanding. Gorsuch. At all, what you're talking about, and thank you, RBG. Yeah. Thank you, RBG, for he's not doing what you normally do. Good job. Uh, no, he's he's had some very bad decisions. Um, he's had some I mean, very bad have. decisions too. I mean, in the past uh, this, like, this six, cycle, six weeks. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, what like the not firing people for uh, their gender uh, identity yeah. or sexuality, like that? Yeah. Sure, fine, that's good, but like, there's some other bad stuff that he's also uh, decided against. Oh, y- right, y- you know, um, Carl, you know. And we were pretty sure. And, and the language of the previous Supreme Court cases on uh, civil rights had had basically said that that those things would be that there really wasn't any way to get get out from underneath it. And also, the decision in McGirt is like like Gorsuch wrote it uh, because he's the only guy. I mean, so, Sotomayor has a relatively good grasp on Indian law, um, but. Not only was he the deciding vote, he's also far and away the the most knowledgeable on it. And the decision is essentially, yeah, like in a very straightforward sense, there's a very clear legal test here. Did Congress explicitly disestablish the Muscogee Creek Nations Reservation? No, that means it still exists, right? No. That's literally it. Um, but he's he's also very explicit. Like Congress can also change this anytime it wants to, right? Um, and, and not like, hey, we have to respect the treaty or something, but just like a very a very formal recognition of it and i mean like i said it, it, that's not going to happen congress is not going to disestablish the reservation um unless somehow they like republicans mm. get both houses um in the next election and retain the presidency um which one doesn't seem likely and then two if they decide to spend political will on that which seems really I was unlikely say, yeah, it, even that even for republicans that seems like something they wouldn't want to fuck with um yeah yeah and and the two the two republicans um uh, the two at the time currently longest serving uh, Native American members of Congress are uh, Tom Cole and Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne Mullen is a Cherokee Nation 
um, tribal member. Um, I don't remember which tribe Cole is in specifically, but they're both from Oklahoma, both affected by this. Insofar as they represent districts that include uh, five tribes reservations and are both tribal members that, you know, have not come out and said this is fucked up or something, you know, that are like, yeah. And, and so like they're both Republican, the Republicans outside of Hearn, who would be, you know, you would expect to be like, hey, we need to change this, but they're not going to be like that because, you know, it's it's to their benefit, right? Um, and it's an important voting part of their, like an important voting constituency in their districts. Hearn well, is Mark the Wayne only Mark congressman. McDonald's off of federal land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to make sure he can keep that uh, plumbing contract with Cherokee Nation. Um, Hearn, Hearn and Tulsa well, I... would be the only one who might oppose that, and I don't think he would because, it's, it, I mean, like I said, it's not going to affect him. You know, it's, it's not going to meaningfully impact um, the district aside from being good for people who vote in the district who are Muscogee Creek Nation um, enrolled members, right? Like it's just it's just not in, it's not of interest to anybody I think, um, which is good. It means well, it's going to stay. Yeah. Yep. So let's move on to our last story of the week. That's right. Uh, it's COVID. It's back, baby. Uh, actually, never looked, never went away. Uh, <laughs> would be more accurate. Uh, but the masks are finally coming to Tulsa. It seems. Uh, G.T. Bynum has sort of like wish-washed his way to finally making it happen after like several weeks of being like, please, please wear a mask, everyone, please, please wear a mask. It would be very nice. Um, now the, the, the city council is planning to vote on a mask requirement in Tulsa uh, this coming Wednesday. Um, I'm super excited for when they pass a mask requirement and then like there's a, a shootout at like the 91st in Sheridan <laughs> Whole Foods over wearing a mask. <laughs> Either that or like Cavenders is just going to start selling rhinestone masks and everyone in VA will have one. Oh no, they've already done that. <laughs> there, there is there is a lot of just uh strange bedazzled masks on sale just like uh, uh, a bedazzled live laugh love mask (laughs) (laughs) oh no white masks uh, i have been really i have been really concerned about um the uh uh attempts or, or there there are a lot of um uh, uh, bandanas being sold at um, uh, Quick Trips, mm. and it is not like I'm just like who is purchasing these <laughs> because I don't think it is. Um, I wish they'd done that gentle. like when I was in high school because that would have made uh, shoplifting uh, thirty racks of beer so much easier. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. They you just go into the Epic Wine and Spirits. You know what I mean? And just wine moms start throwing wine bottles at you. <laughs> well, I think we, I don't know if you all saw, but our, our big president finally put on a mask for, I think, the first time this Fake week. When he went, yeah, when he went to a military <laughs> hospital. Um, and very funny to see, like, all of the chuds being like, look at how badass he looks with that mask on. <laughs> just yeah, goldfish like brains. No, like... No stream of consciousness, no real memory, just kind of moving through events in like Trump. Uh, I love it though. Fast good now. Um, Fucking liberal Democrats want to let me not wear a mask. What fucking queers are they? And you're like, what, man? You just just said that about me for wearing one yesterday, bro. 
Yes, dude. But I mean, that's that's the world we live in, and Trump himself probably was like very instrumental in the big spike we're seeing in Tulsa and Oklahoma in general. Um, <laughs> no, no way of directly proving it, but looking very likely that that big indoor rally that, while still poorly attended, uh, did have a lot of tightly packed uh, mouth breathers in there together. Uh, turned out to be a come, super there was a, a New York Times article about that, and like uh, Bruce Dart, uh, who's I think like the, the the Tulsa Health Commissioner or something, he was just like, Elder, yeah, he was like, I'm not allowed to disclose anywhere that did this. Uh, I'm not allowed to to say that out of fear for identifying people directly, and that's all he said about it. And it's like, oh yeah, so yes, <laughs> yeah, your contact uh, yeah. tracing and like half of the people who were there uh, got COVID, and then proceeded to give COVID to everybody they. Open mouth kiss repeatedly at our bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's my problem with all this is that every time I drive past fucking uh, Brookside, I am just terrified because it is just open mouth kissing and 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 butt rubbing and it's awful. <laughs> it's very, it's fucking awful. very obvious that all those rich kids at our bar are sharing their uh, their key when they go to the bathroom and that all the very poor poor people at Sharky's are also sharing the key when they go to the bathroom to do coke. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be it'll be interesting because I think they're still debating uh, when it comes to voting on the uh, the mask mandate, like whether it's going to be everywhere or just indoors and. I think we're going to see a lot of people a not following it and b not enforcing it in their businesses. Uh, I mean, it's understandable the people of Broken Arrow not well, thinking hey, that I mean, they like shouldn't share the hundred dollar bills to do the cocaine. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, you have to bring your be, own hundo. What if I only have a five? Think, uh, you're allowed? not allowed. No, you're not allowed in the club. <laughs> Sorry. And then you can only rail at Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I'm at another round. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've already seen in Texas like how bad it's gone trying to re-implement the COVID restrictions, and it seems like they finally, at least, like gotten most of the bigger cities to comply for the most part. But it took them a while to actually get people to follow it, um, and they're, you know, I think maybe next to Florida at the worst amount of cases in the country now. Um, yeah, they had like over 10,000 cases in one day, which oh, is Florida's just like... been hitting oh, that yeah. for the last five days every day, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Florida actually just set the record this like morning. 13. Uh, this is Sunday, right? 15,300. <laughs> Jesus. 15,300. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's worth, like, whenever Oklahoma has less, like, national travel, so we're going to see those numbers go up slower, but, like, once the, the numbers get high enough in Oklahoma, I don't know, and it seems like these restrictions aren't going to go super well. Um, they're already dragging their feet on everything. They're already doing a lot of half measures because they know people aren't going to follow them. Um I mean, like, whenever whenever we came back and hit their hospital capacity, like this weekend or a couple days ago, Oklahoma has not, but we also don't have the explosion in cases yet, so. Well, it's It's, here. It's coming. It's going to be the next couple of days. The the, the snowball's rolling down the hill already. Uh, Like, Integris in Oklahoma City said that they're, like, um, they've... They're they're hitting capacity at their COVID and non-COVID hospitals, so they're having to open up new beds at an uh, at a separate location. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like generally speaking, like part of the spiking cases in Tulsa County is in no small part because um, 
there's a spike in general across Oklahoma, and there's a lot of we don't want to send this to extremely underfunded rural hospitals. So we're going to send people from like mm-hmm. you know rural counties in the surrounding area, like exurban to to even just rural counties to Tulsa or yeah. Oklahoma City, where where you have more hospital capacity. But that is starting also to run out, right? Yeah. And so it's you know it's like okay, yeah, like like they're having to they had wanted to keep it uh, keep it sequ- uh, sequestered in one hospital, right? Then you can you know who all is working in that you hospital. You only have to deal with COVID one hospital where it's yeah. not spreading to people. Well, yeah, that's to go to the hospital for other reasons. That's yeah. what a friend of mine who works in the uh, like depart like the health department here in Oklahoma City, right? Like she actually tallies the numbers for uh, the, all of Oklahoma. Uh, she did mention that like doing um, the same kinds of Things that they were doing in California, right, where they were really like they were moving non-COVID patients or thinking about moving non-COVID patients out of hospitals uh, just because they're going to need like those available beds and to not, you know, put put more at, like people at risk because if the wings fill up, what are you to do? Right. Which those are some of the yeah. logic to those like kind of ad hoc hospitals or, you know, making stadiums in the hospitals is not that our hospitals will fill up, but rather we want separate areas for COVID patients. Mm-hmm. And, and also that like like hospital, I mean, in no small part too, that hospitals like conceptually could fill up because you still have all the same things, right? True. Hospitals yeah. are built for capacity, um, like right, what right. you would they're expect not, to be capacity without max pandemic. capacity during a pandemic, right? Um, and yeah. one other, I mean, we've got and like, go ahead. Well, well, like one of the, one of the things I had heard is that like. Uh, the the health people in uh, New York are like yeah so like we're built to deal with like you know like uh, a bus a bus crash in like our area of the city where we deal with the hospital um, that is like super hard to do and it's really difficult but we can handle it but we're having that every single day and we're having more than we would expect from like what would be our big event of the day you know that would be like a, a once yeah. every three months every six months event that we can handle and we're having more than that literally every day. And it's like that's and, not. And that's New York is considered a state that was equipped to handle it. Oklahoma yeah. is far behind, like with oh. both what they prepared to do and just their existing medical infrastructure oh, pre-pandemic. As well as like what we've talked about with all the rural hospitals closing and whatnot. It's like what you're. Everybody is going to all of a sudden be dragged to you know a metro area to be able to use yep. a particular hospital. Like it's. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, like, it's going to work really well. There's not going to be any problem um, with any of that. Well, and then one other, you know, major risk coming up is schools opening back up this fall. Uh, once, you know, I guess that's, geez, only really a month away. Mid-August is. Uh, oh, and it's happening. Yeah, uh, I don't think that have any Oklahoma school districts said that they will not be opening. Uh, not to my knowledge, but a couple of my friends who are teachers, um, they're uh, like under the impression that school isn't happening. Um, which I, I don't know if that's just their blind optimism or if they actually have any like, uh, like reliable information, uh, because one of them who she works for Deer Creek, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I mean, there, there's, there, there's certainly the possibility that, uh, most of Oklahoma are taking a wait and see approach and might just make that decision like a couple weeks before to hmm. save it to the last possible minute. But knowing Oklahoma there, it seems very likely we'll just oh, go ahead yeah, and fuck it. keep things open, be like teachers wear a mask at school and just put all and of our is, teachers at risk and all of our students no matter no matter what it is it is going to end up being a district by district question 
which means we could have a lot of different answers. Yeah, and I mean, I could I could see it being you know sort of a, a piecemeal thing where Oklahoma City and Tulsa have to close their districts early in the year because they see a, a rise in cases. Um, but yeah, I we're, we're I'm certainly not prepared for the start of the school year, regardless whether schools will be open or closed. Well, I mean, at least we, we fund them so generously that they can handle this kind of situation, <laughs> you know? Right. And I that, mean, like, if, like all the, one... if, if, like, a fourth of our teachers die, we'll have no problem attracting and replacing them with new high-quality talent either, right? Oh, yeah, That'll be yeah. super easy. Yeah, yeah, because we, <laughs> we I mean, haven't had any problems. And, you know, it's a good thing that we're in a state where the teachers have lots of leverage to demand safety precautions while they're being <laughs> forced to cram in with 30, you know, children all during cold and flu season in the fall. Um, or just shitting and farting COVID on everything the yeah. whole time. So, yeah, I mean... Regular. That's good for you. You know, the, the, the state seems to be doing well. COVID, not a problem. Trump's wearing a mask now. Maybe everyone else will start wearing one. We're in a good spot, I think. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're, we're well, all going to die. Well, you know, <laughs> as good of a spot as we can find ourselves in, let's take it to a worse place and do the conservative reading series. Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass. And I'm coming. You coward. You think you're a tough guy. I hate you. Coward. <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum. We're going to wreck their world. Uh, this conservative reading series is really um, just a, uh, uh, how do I put this? Um, a uh, dialogue between protesters uh, saying to defund the police and uh, the Democratic Party saying, okay, we'll rename the Pentagon the Maya Angelou War Center. <laughs> I like that. It isn't. I haven't read it at all, but is that, that, is that was that, that was is my that guess. What, is that what they're going to rename yeah, I think it? so. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. That's what it deserves to be renamed. They're going to rename it the Patrice Lumumba Center for Anti-Imperialism, and that's the only change. <laughs> uh, is that not enough? I, I like... I like I like the center for kids who don't know how to freedom good. <laughs> we're, we're, naming, we're naming our new space weapons platform the Black Lives Matter uh, missile defense system. <laughs> Brought to you by PepsiCo. <laughs> uh, but uh, in all actuality, I haven't read this at all. So uh, I, it, it is from the Tulsa Beacon uh, by a Dr. Jerry Steinhardt. Uh, okay, well, they're and, a doctor, so that sounds... Uh, they, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, they know... Doctor to doctor now, yeah. And, and unlike most Tulsa beacons, um, you actually have like most Tulsa beacon op-eds, you have to actually scroll down to get to the end of it. So we have some meat uh, in between the uh, two uh, at the end of the, the ship bread. If Adam is catching my drift. Oh yeah, I always love a shipwreck. Yeah, this is, this is maybe the thickest Tulsa Beacon article I've ever seen. It's it's pretty nutty. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a letter to the editor. Uh, why uh, was there disrespect for the president by TV and the mayor? <laughs> this is the most like the most, um, um, the most pure distilled moonshine of like actual <laughs> Republican politics, right? Okay. Why did the TV disrespect um, my 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 big wet precedent? <laughs> I got the television is my enemy and I will find you. I got my doctorate at the Hollywood Upstairs Medical College and I gotta listen to the TV insult the president. 
It keeps doing it too. It won't stop. <laughs> Me and Sebastian Gorka did study hours together at my at my institution of higher education. <laughs> oh, so starting this off, um, the uh, Jerry Steinhardt says uh, recently a momentous once in a lifetime occurrence happened in Tulsa as both the president and the vice president were in town at the same time. Oh my God. I'm not going to comment on what Holy I want to say right shit. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah, actually, I'm going to advise you to plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, like thinking of the Tulsa Beacon order, uh, author, um, uh, this Dr. Jerry Steinhardt learning about that. And then a uh, smash cut to Adam Sandler and uncut gems saying, Holy shit, I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> Never before in the history of Tulsa did that happen. Uh, while watching Channel 2's coverage of President Trump's speech, Channel 2 cut away from it, and viewers were told that they could watch the rest of it on their Channel 2 app. Just imagine him, like, screaming as soon as they cut away from the rally, yeah. and, like, banging yeah. his fist. <laughs> <laughs> An historical event took place, and they cut away! Huh, huh, I wonder if market forces aren't the best way to govern society, huh? Oh my God. Huh, yeah. huh. But see, see Actually, what was going on at the time was President Trump was pointing out differences with Joe Biden. It appears that the station management. What differences? I, I mean, it appears the station management had enough <laughs> of it and cut away from the president. Um, well, yeah, that's see, exactly Joe what Biden is, is not Joe Biden is not Donald Trump, and that is the principal problem with Joe Biden. <laughs> Um, we can't really discern other things, but that is what the problem is. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it makes people wonder uh, if Joe Biden was being aired and making insults of President Trump, if Channel 2 would have cut away from Biden. So yes. I, I turned it to yeah. Channel 23 and got to watch the rest of the visit. Uh, Hell yeah, brother. It's like, I love I love the free marketplace of ideas. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, he's he's mad that one channel isn't showing <laughs> the speech, but it's still available on other channels. I had to turn the channel. <laughs> it should oh. be wall to wall cover. Every channel should be on like it's uh, a national crisis. You should yeah. use the emergency broadcast system anytime he talks. Yeah, the CCTV, <laughs> uh, Black Mirror. We know. Honestly, like, there's there's got to be like they, they have like to have the, prevented him from knowing about that. If he, if he found out that he could broadcast to the nation at any time he wanted. Uh, with, with, with the uh, media's overblown coverage of the Wuhan, the Wuhan, Wuhan China virus, <laughs> I can't even say this, <laughs> and these protests across the nation, the liberal media outlets have directed people's attention away from something that both the liberal fake news media and the Democrats do not want to address nor conduct a full-scale investigation into. Wait, white... sorry, sorry. He's saying the global pandemic and massive nationwide unrest is taking attention away from the president being shadow banned. <laughs> he has been banned on Twitch, by the way. <laughs> oh. He's just like, he's just like, folks. I've been looking at my stats on Twitter. My engagement very low, very suspicious. Jack, we're gonna find you. <laughs> uh, F's in the chat for Donald Trump. Um, they have uh, wiped out the. They've they've wiped this out of airtime. The printed page and out of people's minds by distracting the public with the virus and protest. <laughs> distracting oh, the public. Well, yeah, it was the, the virus and the protests were all a smokescreen to shut down R. The Donald. <laughs> <laughs> they were engineered by George Soros. Wink, wink. Yeah, with a uh, they they're paying the migrant caravans to come back. 
Only Victor Orban is a valid leader that knows how to deal with this stuff since he's uh, kicking uh, the Open Society Foundation out of Hungary. Uh, Victor Orban, please oh, please rescue our president, Donald Trump. Uh, he needs access to EU subsidies for his farms to continue staying in existence and you, pay off I mean, Deutsche Bank. This is just... You uh, are not re requesting help from the right person. Reg-type Erdogan, <laughs> will you please help no. Donald Trump? Find oh. his way to the most powerful position in all listen, of American authority. Listen, I have, I have, I, I've, I've aired my respect for Donald Trump where he deserves it on this program many a time. But <laughs> fundamentally, I don't know if he agrees with justice and development. You know, <laughs> like he's not. You know, Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn got arrested, and Michael Flynn believes in justice and development. Um. Roger Stone got arrested, but he's not arrested anymore. Gulen, still free in Pennsylvania. You know, I don't know if Trump's priorities are correct, so he's got to go to the lesser of two, the lesser of two great leaders of Eastern Europe and the Near East, and that's Viktor Orban. I'm sorry, you know, he can't get the support that Erdogan. Erdogan can't commit in the way that he would need to be able to if Trump could simply stand for justice and development. And that's that. I mean, that's that's always been the problem I've had with him. Sure, sure. Um, with, you know, yet they dragged President Trump and Justice Kavanaugh through a junkyard back and forth many times over, however vividly, with no scrutiny about the Joe Biden sexual assault to Tara Reid. I mean, that, I mean, that, not from the Democrats, sure, but like that was <laughs> what the left was talking about, like the whole time that there was any chance that he might not become the nominee. It's like, hey, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe not have an election where there's two rapists running against each other. Uh, also, like it, the, the uh, literally innumerable amount of like gifts of him just sniffing people's hair, and it's like <laughs> no, that's regular. That's very normal. Uh, come on, man. I occasionally <laughs> will do that when I'm tired. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Whose uh, hair are you sniffing, Adam? <laughs> I mean, Nancy Pelosi's remark was she was satisfied with Biden's denial response, and it was enough for her to drop any discussion of it. You know, so. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And, uh, I mean, like, I, I'm on board. These people suck. I agree. And, and Chuck <laughs> Schumer um, needs to ask the state he represents, New York, if you didn't know, if it would give him a $10 raise so that he could afford to buy glasses that fit him properly <laughs> instead of having them hang halfway down his nose. Oh, all right. Interesting. fuck, Jerry Steiner? Why <laughs> you got to drag Chuck like that? You're a little dog Number whistle there. <laughs> Little yeah. dog whistle. I don't think the state of New York pays him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the federal government. Also, I don't think glasses cost ten dollars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about they that do one. Quippy. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, if Joe Biden were an ordinary Joe down the street, he would have been arrested and sent to prison. Lock <laughs> 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 him up. Lock him up. Joe Biden. I love that everyone that they don't like would just like be thrown in jail. But the, so like it's it's still well, okay, it's Joe like Biden we've actually from... already no Joe Biden is already in Guantanamo. Okay, okay according <laughs> to Jay Steinhardt. Yeah, Joe Biden is already. They've all been arrested and are have like they're on house arrest for their pedophile crimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like th this article has jumped straight from oh, Donald Trump. I had to turn the channel to Joe Biden. Uh, you uh, Joe Biden should be and should also carry this title for the rest of his life. Sex offender, because that's what he is. <laughs> I also love the idea that rapists normally get arrested and go to prison in the U.S. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. totally. 
So um, like what? Twenty percent of cops regularly do that kind of shit and get away with it with no repercussions or something. And also, you know, people just being laughed out of police stations if they try to bring allegations or like, hey, can you like look into this? Do you have any proof? But anyway, yeah, um, I think I, like the, the 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 percentage of of rapists who actually end up uh, getting uh, convicted or in trouble in any way is like less than one percent. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. uh, it's like three percent total get reported, and then like ten percent of those actually make it to trial or something very low like that. Last year, in a rally in Iowa, he remarked that it was good to be in Ohio. He wasn't in Ohio. He was. That's in a Iowa. lie. That's a fucking lie. It's never good to be in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> he was lying regardless. He also said he was running for the U.S. Senate. He's not running for the Senate. He's running for president. <laughs> Can we talk about this paragraph where they say something that's clearly false, and then are like, "If you didn't notice from the things we just said." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I yes, Joe Biden's brain is dying, but I won't fault anyone for forgetting. Whether you're in Ohio or Iowa, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it is. yeah no, it doesn't Absolutely. matter. It doesn't matter at all. Also, you cannot tell the difference. I remember that week when he did that, and Trump did the same thing. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like, ah, uh, oh, yes, the, the the battle of the old senile bastards commences. <laughs> Yay. It's the dementia debates we're gonna have. We oh, gotta I'm have really debates. Excited. Honestly, if they don't give me debates, I'm gonna go join like a a, a, a Maoist third worldist, uh, <laughs> like or, or like a Foco group somewhere. You know? Yeah, I mean that's that's you gotta give me that. Going is seeing oh, the yeah. two most dying brain people in this country have a battle of wits. I want to watch them try to <laughs> try to talk to each other and try to stay on topic for literally anything, right? Like I'm, answering I'm a question is going to be a fun. Like Adam just finished reading the Silmarillion, but it's going to be like on on the same level. I would say at some point one of them is going to bring up the sexual assault allegations against the other, and then they're just going to have a yelling match about it. And you know, uh, you know, so cool. <laughs> But uh, in in the uh, in the past year, at times he acts like he doesn't know where he is or what he's doing. Um, this man is solid presidential material. Where's the outcry from the Democrats and the liberal media about sex offender Biden? It's been thrown out the door <laughs> on as the a left. Tab- uh, yeah, yeah, literally, the left broke that story. <laughs> the Intercept and Katie Helper are the ones who did that. Yeah, it's been like, the only time you hear about it from Republicans is when they're like. Being like, like Roger Ailes, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's complain about Roger this on the, the that guy, the Roger Ailes news news program <laughs> <laughs> that he used to commit multiple sexual assaults and rapes. Honestly, that's the real <laughs> The real balls. Oh. oh God! Oh God! That's true, though. That is genuinely true. It is. Uh, it's been uh, allegedly genuinely uh, true. <laughs> It's been thrown no, out the door as a Multiple of them topic. have been found guilty, Adam. It's not alleged. There's people in the media. Uh, 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 what's the guy? Uh, Wiener. The Wiener dude. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Wiener. Wiener. Anthony Wiener, yeah. Um, and, um, you know, Roger Ailes. Tony Wiener? Yeah, Tony Wiener. Yeah. He's got a rich <laughs> Wiener, you know. It's from a better neighborhood than yours. It's a Tony Wiener um, that he was sending to underage girls on Twitter. Oh man, this next one's gonna hurt. Um, it's been thrown out the door as a taboo topic, and they uh, and their use. Of, oh my God, T H E R E. Their use of the virus and uh, protest to blind the eyes and deafen the ears of the American public from it. Um, uh, well, oh God. Uh, <laughs> what a sentence! God, I don't know if I want to read this next part. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. 
Before you do, I, I just love the idea that uh, uh, to use his words, the Wuhan China virus was invented to cover up Joe Biden's sexual assault. <laughs> yeah, um, assaulted lives matter, uh, in 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 quotation marks, um, or they should. They don't want to do anything to diminish their golden boy. Literally, Tara Reid has gotten the same amount of time as uh, the lady, um, oh, I can't, uh, E. Jean Carroll, when she came out, was like, Donald Trump straight up raped me. And like, yeah. I, I would charge him if it were past the statute of limitations. Less than a day of news. Uh, Tara Reid, also less than a day of news. Like, Lassie is right. Just the, the true ultimate centrism is forgiving <laughs> people running for president of sex crimes. Yeah, and pointing I mean, out that the other side yeah, has while making no meaningful, like, actual, like, uh, while doing nothing about it. Movement. Yeah. 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 It's also call each other sexual soldiers while nothing happens. Well, it's the entire purpose of the Democratic Party, too, right? Which is just to placate, you know. To cover up sex crimes? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pizzagate's real, folks. Um, now, as for Tulsa's mayor not being at a historic occasion for the city, uh, the first time ever that a president and vice president were both in town at the same time, by the way, uh, the mayor did not attend the event. You should say that a couple more times. Uh, he wrote it a couple more times. <laughs> not just me. Uh, that, that appears to show that he is not a conservative Republican, but his antics since huh? taking office are more uh, more like a liberal Republican or just an oh, ordinary yes. Democrat. <laughs> Um, I mean, he does, like, it's bullshit, but he does, like, try and build himself as the progressive Republican. I don't know why this is, like, surprising. <laughs> um, but also, no, he, met, mean, he, like, met... he would be a Democrat if he was in a different state. Okay. But he also, he also met, of... he met the president and the vice president on the tarmac with a big smile and handshakes. Like, yeah. And, <laughs> like, put on the entire COVID rally. So... <laughs> Um, so you can really, before we close it up with the last line here, um, you can really tell that Dr. Jerry Steinhardt sat and like thought about this for a while, revised it, reviewed it, um, edited it. Num like, yes, there are numerous stunts pulling antics by this current mayor at Sally Hall. Silly mayor Hall. G Silly Hall. Mayor uh, GT Bynum and Dingling Brothers Circus have done a lot of trapeze acts, tightrope oh high wire acts, and shooting out of a cannon games while wearing their clown costumes as they sit in a glass castle in downtown Tulsa. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I take everything back. This guy's a fucking king. I mean, yeah, GT Bynum, you are a fucking clown. Oh, fucking Dingling Brothers Circus! I, I I thought you'd like that, Adam. It's good. It's good. See, see, and I read Our... just before we go. I I read the only other op-ed piece that Dr. Jerry Steinhardt has ever published. Um, They're and, uh, broadcasting messages into my teeth. It. <laughs> we could we could talk about it off the air, but it is like the one of the actual like hottest takes I think I've ever ever heard. Um, talking yeah. about double standards of sexual assault, ironically. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that on the air. All right, everybody, <laughs> our Twitter is at Red Star Over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email, redstaroverok at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and rate and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Have a nice week. Bye-bye.